Hey, Steven, we got to figure out an intro to the podcast. That works. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSB Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Tahir Hamed, and I have a special guest here, Ben Smith. Ben, thank you so much for being on. No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super stoked. And uh, Ben actually reached out to me. He's like, hey, this is a pain point MSPs have. This is how we did it. And it was pretty amazing, some of the results he had. Um, and we'll get into kind of the nitty gritty of it. But he is, you know, reframed his pricing and packaging to be that value based, which we all hear about. Every every vendor, and everyone says value based selling, value based packaging. But what does that mean? And so it's cool that we're going to have been here an active MSP that's going to kind of walk through the exact process he took. So, so Ben, really appreciate it, man. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited to share to share it because it is interesting. Like I, again, I've been through the same process as I, I've you know I've spoken you know to lots of people. I've read all the literature, and you know people always talk about value based all the time, but in terms of a practical way of achieving that, it, it's never really spelled out. So I can definitely go through our story and explain how we've done that, and and hopefully um help out some other MSPs out there. Man, love it. Love that this community is so open to help others. Like, you know, you're you're an MSP and you're helping other MSPs. There's no like, you know, obviously like vendors want to get on the podcasts and 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 other podcasts and stuff because there's there's a reason to be on it, right? Like, oh, an audience. But yeah. in this case, like you're tr truly just altruistically being like, hey, I want to help. I, I think, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think ultimately, you know, it, it's it's that rising tide thing, right? Like, so yeah. it, it's ultimately, you know, if, if everyone improves the way they do their pricing and packaging we're all going to benefit in the long yep. term because the last thing we want to do is is create a you know commoditized environment where it's all just about price it should never be a, just all about price so yep yeah spot on so before we dive into the nitty-gritty um do you mind giving a little little background um you know when you started your msp anything about your MSP? anything anything you want to kind of go into before we get yeah going? sure Sure. So just just briefly, so um, I, I run a business called Club IT. Uh, we were an MSP before we knew we were an MSP, like most others. We sort of, the term <laughs> propped up in the lingo and like, oh, I guess I'm an MSP. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's 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 quite quite funny the way that that worked. Um, but uh, yeah, we started to, act, we started to specialize. And I know in one of your previous podcasts, you talked about verticals. We started to actually specialize in about 2005 sort of rebranded Club IT because um, in Australia, you've got things called clubs, which are like sort of hospitality environments with poker machines, bars, and things like that. And they've got Sounds a range cool. of system. Yeah, it's really, it's, yeah, they're cool little, yeah, I mean, they're, they're yeah, they're cool little um, environments. They've got, you know, point of sale, they've got membership systems, they've got gaming systems, all these various things that all need to talk to each other. And, and back in the early 2000s, you know, there wasn't much in the way of integration and the way things worked and servers and bits and pieces. So there was a lot of opportunity there to really, um, innovate that process and and tidy up those things. So mm -hmm. we we went through that process, uh, and then you know as we grew, we expanded our verticals. But we've always been focused on verticals. Um, so these days, our largest client is actually in aged care. Uh, aged care is a very big industry in Australia, and I imagine particularly in Florida, it would be very big. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I've seen the movies, and uh, and uh, yeah, my my impression of Florida, apart from our friend Ron DeSantis, the uh, rest of it's retirement. So it's so um, spot on, dude. <laughs> so many old people all over the place. But um, yeah, so our largest client these days is in aged care, and allied health is big for us as well. So you know, you you know, everyone's 
you know, in MSP land, you know, dental practices have obviously a very big thing. Yep. Um, you know, physio, podiatrist, that type of stuff. So, okay. Uh, I, I, and yeah, so, and then sort of we started, I guess we started doing a recurring revenue model, um, sort of 2015, 2016, we sort of started to say, okay, we want to move all these clients away from the ad hoc approach to say, hey, okay, you're going to pay a monthly fee. We're going to do these bunch of bits and pieces. And so we started to do that. And, and like everyone, we had our what we call our proactive model. I'm sure everyone's got their own label and branding mm -hmm. for their recurring revenue model. But then uh, in the last year, we we changed that model. So we completely redid that. And there were a lot of reasons for that. So that um, obviously we had COVID and we had lots of different, um, you know, there were businesses changed the way they operated. Um, all, all, all businesses did. Uh, and, um, you know, coming out of COVID, businesses have sort of changed forever. Like, I mean, obviously work from home is here to stay, whether people like it or not, whether Elon mm -hmm. Musk wants everyone to go back to work or not, it's not going to happen. Um, sure. The reality of it is that uh, work from home is here to stay. And, you know, if you, you know, again, going back to um, what we used to do with our proactive model, we used to spend a lot of time on site. It was just the way mm. we like to do things because, yeah. you know, we found that we picked up on little things that people wouldn't necessarily mention when you're just doing stuff remotely and and there's yep. there's always those little things you find when you go on site oh there's that the beepy noise been going oh it's been going on for weeks oh okay yeah, yeah you, you, <laughs> you your ups has been dead for the last two weeks um but no one thought they'd mention anything uh and maybe didn't come up into the monitoring system or whatever but like so you always find these little things here and there Yep. Uh, and that's part of the on uh, on site thing. But what we realized was we, you know, after COVID, we'd, we'd go on site and half the people we wanted to see weren't there anymore because they're working from home or doing something else. And and then obviously we had, um, you know, particularly last year, everyone would have noticed all the inflation. Inflation still going on, but you know, Casaya bumping up prices fifteen percent. All our tools are going up. All the things are changing. Yeah. So we, we, you know, we kind of said, look, we need to look at changing the way we do things. Like we need to come up with a, a new approach. And so uh, I went through a pretty extensive process of, of re reviewing everything, and we came up with a, a new way of, of going about things. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, so I, I guess really um, as a bit of the, the pretext to that, mm. uh, I did actually, I did mention, um, so last year I did actually go to a Kaseya conference, mm -hmm. and I said as a, most of it was a little bit of a waste as, you know, you people selling you stuff as they do. But yeah. one of the stats that came out of the mergers and acquisition slides basically said that, 70% um, of the growth uh, from the most successful MSPs was coming internally. So that made me think a that's, little bit more, okay, yeah. That's that's an amazing statistic. I, I don't doubt that. You know, yeah. I don't doubt that at all, especially like we just did an episode on account management for MSPs. And yeah, like we are adding a ton of revenue on current clients and they're happy to pay it. Yeah. And it's like, well, how do you do that? You know, that episode kind of lines it up and I'm super excited to see, hear how you do it. But yeah, be obsessed with new growth for sure. But also don't neglect for years, we neglected current client growth. And there's so much opportunity there. There really yeah. is. But that's that's a staggering statistic. Wow. Yeah, that that that's it really stood out to me. And I, I thought, well, that's interesting. Because they were sort of saying for the mergers and acquisitions, they said, look, you want to be getting, you know, 10 million um, revenue plus to sort of be to that that ideal merger acquisition target, uh, is what they were saying. And they sort of said, look, you know, the ones, these guys are the top of the class, they're getting a lot of their revenue from internal. Uh, and, I, and I thought that was interesting. And I, I, I legitimately thought that wasn't just something because they were trying to do to say, hey, you know, buy more of our products and sell them to someone. I, I actually legitimately felt that that was a, a relevant statistic. And, you know, it did make me think a lot about what we were doing internally. And, and certainly um, we have, you know, as a side note of some of the other stuff we've done with our new recurring model, 
um, we have actually significantly increased our um, revenue from our clients for hardware and projects and things like that as a result of all this as well. So it's mm. it has had that that double effect, and um, yeah, it's it's been quite surprising for us as well that um, I, I think we do. You know, we have these really good clients, and and they, you know, and things are working really well for them. We kind of maybe neglect it a little bit that we don't realize there are still other opportunities there on top of that. Mm. And so, I think having some some good internal processes is is really important. And that's part of what we did in our new model as well. We actually, mm. you know, we we sort of, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, so we looked at say, you know, for example, like you know, True Methods have a thing called a technology alignment manager and and all that mm. type of stuff. Everyone's got their own models, um, but we certainly. We don't have that exact same model, but we do have something where basically it was uh, a more of an internal focused approach um, with those those new clients under the new model. So, mm-hmm. and that and that has yielded results. Just again on the once-off hardware and projects and things like that. So, so that's certainly been beneficial. That's this is this is awesome, and it and it also goes to show like the continuing education because we're um, we're about to jump right into the nitty gritty of your process and how you did it, and then I have a lot of questions after that too. Uh, so, but you know, it goes to show the continuing education thing. Like the people that listen to this podcast, I love hearing from them. I hear from them a lot, which is like the coolest thing ever. And these are MSPs like you who are like, hey, I can't just live in a bubble. I can't just live on an island. Like I have to see, even though, yeah, sometimes it is conferences where it's a lot of vendors selling you, it's also a lot of other MSPs talking about what they're doing, the challenges that they're having. And I'm such a huge advocate of getting, getting a peer group, even if it's an unofficial peer group. Like our peer group is an unofficial one. It's not like one of the... I mean, I'm not opposed to doing a more official one, but this was just like five, six guys and girls that, you know, we just like wanted to, you know, or, or women, not girls, <laughs> that we just wanted to, you know, really respect each other's businesses. And we were at similar maturity level. Um, and we all just got together and we do weekly calls. And, 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 and it's amazing how helpful that has been. And so through that process, you're like, okay, there is so much opportunity in my client base. Yes, I need to grow, but there's so much here. So, so let's let's dive into your process. You laid it out perfectly. I just I'm super mm. excited about getting into this. Like, yeah. What 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 did you? What was the preface? What what were your steps? And then you know what were your results? Yeah. So again, basically, we wanted to uh, redo our, re- our recurring revenue model for a variety of reasons. Because again, we felt. I wanted to make sure it was consistent with the changes that were happening in, you know, the external world. Because, again, you know, you, you've got to stay relevant. Um, but I, I think also, again, you know, knowing that there were challenges, we wanted to make sure that we could have a sustainable model so we could increase our pricing and make the various changes we wanted to make. But we also wanted to make it relevant to our clients. And we wanted to yeah. sell it in a way that we wouldn't have any real resistance to it. So uh, basically what what we did, and this is the, the thing, I guess, when we're talking about this value-based pricing stuff. So we, uh, so I think it was mid last year, uh, we did one-on-one interviews uh, with all of our existing clients. And um, we literally, we we did a deep dive into everything. We said, look, you know, what do you love? Give us the dirt. Tell us all the things you hate. Mm. You know, if, if, if there are things there, you know, uh, tell us about, um, you know, like the things that you do like about what we're doing. And also tell us about your business. Like what's, you know, like have let's have a proper discussion about really what's going on in the business right now. You know, what, what are your challenges in the business? Like what's actually happening? Not just a, not just like a QBR type thing. Let's talk, a, you know, in depth about your business. You know, mm-hmm. where is the, where's the revenue coming from? What's happened since COVID for you guys? Like what are your challenges? What are some of the issues? And so we really try to actually understand what was going on with with our clients, like well beyond just 
IT, just just what yep. is happening. Yep. Um, and and that was super helpful because that really there was there was lots of really interesting things that came out of that. Um, you know, what one of the one of the things, and again, we we changed. Um, we we did made some changes to our model based on this, but and look, this is a classic thing that you hear in every single MSP. It's like we really like what you do. We just don't we don't really know what um you know John does when he goes out on site and he does these magical things. Yeah. We don't really know. We don't understand it. We we love it, but it seems to work. So you know, obviously, communicating what you're doing to the clients and you know is always a constant challenge for every MSP. Uh, and that was one of the mm. consistent things we got out of that. So we did make some mm. changes um in relation to that as well. Yeah. So, but but some of the key themes uh, that we kind of expected, uh, you know, staff shortages were a big problem. So people are like, look, um, I'm trying to get all this stuff done, and you know, you know, I, I just don't have enough time because we can't get enough people for the for the bar, or we can't get enough people for this or that or whatever. So, you know, staff shortages are really big issues. Obviously, we've we've talked about work from home, and there was a bunch of things that people basically sort of said to us. They, and they mm -hmm. there also were growing concerns about cybersecurity, as there has been certainly in the last twelve months for everyone. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we, we put all that down. We said, okay, this is all the, the problems that everyone's got. Here's what the, the trends are. And we said, all right, well, how about what we do is let, let's actually frame our offering around those problems that people have right now in, in the environment. Mm -hmm. So it, it wasn't really about, oh, this is what our, you know, our offering for our firewall is, and this is what our, how many hours of, you know, servicing we're going to do, whatever. It was none of that. It was literally just about, okay, these are the problems the businesses have. Let's try to create some simple categories for that. And so, and, you know, in our, basically for us, um, what that came down to, it came down to three categories and we'll, we'll see, we'll see what, 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 um, how many people copy this and what kind of flattery we get out of this. But, um, mm. so, so we basically said, look, what we do for our, for our clients is we support them, we help them grow and we secure them. And we sort of, we broke it down to those three simple categories of the feedback that we had. And look, and it may be different things for different people. Like, you know, again, if your MSP focuses on, you know, structured cable and other bits and pieces. Maybe there might be some other stuff there. Maybe it might be more around, or maybe if you're more around unified communications, maybe it might be around connection or it might be around learning or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of figure out what what is it that we're trying to help our, our clients with and, and really get that deep dive, break it down to categories, and then structure your offering around that is, is basically the way that, that we um, went about that. Yeah. Um, I can. Uh, do you want to go to the next? Some of the other bits and pieces there. So yeah, then, some oh, of those absolutely. Other points. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so I do so, want to say so, bef yeah. before we move to that, yeah. though, how many clients do you have, or did you interview? So well, we so we interviewed all of our basically our, our sort of effectively our top thirty clients. So we okay. interviewed it. We wanted we wanted to interview the, the the guys that are sort of doing like eighty percent of the revenue, right? So we wanted to sort of we we got into the the guts of, of those like the the ad hoc stuff. We didn't do, but I mean, maybe we maybe we could have done some stuff around that. But we we really wanted to. We kind of like I kind of looked at it and and said, okay, well, if we can get because the thing as well is that your packaging can also be a good qualifier, right? Like it can be a good yep. qualification as to um, the type of clients that you want and the type of clients that you're going to pick up moving forward. So we really yep. wanted our focus was primarily on those those top clients. Yep. that um, we want more of, but also that we want to, you know, dial in and solve their their problems. Yep. So uh, yeah. it was really focused around those clients, yeah. And that that's spot on, it's your ideal target. Like, that is so spot on. And the reason I ask that question is that's a ton of time. Interviews with 30 clients, that's a ton of time. And, and the reason that hits home so much is when we're about to, when we're doing a vertical campaign, like the healthcare campaign, law campaign, we do interviews with clients in that vertical. And we do exactly what you're talking about. Because I do not even want to say a single thing. I don't want to talk about HIPAA if our if my three 
ideal healthcare clients don't care about HIPAA, right? Mm. I'm not going to talk about it, right? Like I'm not going to talk. And HIPAA is a it's a it's American. Um, yeah. Uh, with it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So, but anyways, it's like, but again, each each market is going to care about each each ideal customer is going to care about have specific challenges and pain points. And every campaign we have says those, these are the challenges and pain points we're hitting on. This is the only thing you should care about. This is the only thing you should talk about. Don't talk about any anything really outside of this, right? There's just yeah, exactly. no point because they, if they didn't say it after I'm talking to them for so much time, if they're not bringing up one of those things, then that's not what's on their mind right now. And in marketing, we need to get in their mind. We need to get right what they're thinking. And that's exactly what you're doing here. And that's a beautiful process that you've come up with. So, yeah, so, so it, it, yeah, yeah. So took us, took us, I was just saying, it took us about two to three months for that process, as you said, in terms yeah. of those one-on-one interviews with 30 people. So that was, that was a lot of, as you said, it's a lot of effort, but, um, it's certainly, you know, you, you can get those results, but you got to, yeah. you got to spend that time with them, as you said. Yep. Too many people want to market or do business in a, in a vacuum. They, they, like, they, they don't want to even. I mean, I don't want to say they don't want to. They just don't know to. I, should, I don't want to be mm -hmm. condescending and say they don't want to. It's that they don't know to realize that your marketing has to spot, speak to a sp specific person. Your value-based selling has to talk to a specific person about their specific challenges. Anything outside of their specific challenges and how you can benefit and give them good outcomes to those challenges are, is irrelevant. I love how you, you know, and we're going to get into the nitty gritty, but I love how you say like firewalls, like, don't worry, don't talk about firewalls. Don't worry about firewalls yeah. unless they're talking about needing a fire, you know, unless the, the yeah. cybersecurity is, is a, is a spe specific challenge point of theirs. So, okay. So what happens next? You, you went okay. through those interviews. So, yeah. So, so we went through and, and we did all those interviews and mm -hmm. we, we got the feedback and we said, oh, they said, okay. So we, we worked out basically, um, the key themes. And mm -hmm. then we essentially, again, we structured those around the, those, those, that value offering. So we said, okay. Let's divide it up into, again, we don't want to make it too complicated. So we we came up with sort of those three different, um, essentially those areas that we focused on. For us, it was support, growth, and security. Mm -hmm. And so, and then we basically said, okay, uh, these are the things that, these are the challenges people have. And then we're going to essentially um, package it around that. So it's rather than it's, like a, a, as one example, so our, our growth stuff is focused around because again, and people are saying, look, we got these staff shortages. Okay, it's focused around automation. It's focused around what we can do maybe with Power BI or something. Um, you know, we're going to spend a couple of hours a month doing some things to that to help solve that particular problem. Mm -hmm. You know, um, for the security side, for for a lot of our clients, it was around certain types of compliances. So we, you know, again, it was about look, they don't care exactly how it's done, but if we can meet this particular standard, we're happy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, well, we're going to meet this standard. Uh, in, and again, in Australia, that's that would be the essential eight. So we we work towards meeting the essential eight for our clients for that particular um, area. And there's a couple of little bit boxes I wanted to tick as well. So you know, one of the things they said is, hey, look, you know, it's really important for us now. Our our board are now asking to make sure that we are secure on our cybersecurity side. So we just want some kind of way of again being able to view that information, being able to report on that. So you know, again, we just based on our feedback, we said this is what our our basically our tiers are, and this is the stuff you get in it. Now, obviously, you know, you, you get your firewalls and all those things. If you're going to comply with a certain standard, you're going to mm -hmm. have all that stuff in there anyway. Yep. But, that, but that's not really, again, that's not what's relevant to them. Yep. Yep. Um, and so, and certainly if we use a cool piece of technology, like like one thing we use quite heavily is Huntress and we love Huntress, yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll talk up the technology. We won't necessarily yeah. say, oh, look, hey, it's we, we offer Huntress and here's the specs. But we'll mm. say, hey, look, you know, there's an awesome threat ops team, you know, that they're, they're hunting 24 seven and, you know, mm -hmm. they've got these really, really great software. They're safe, you know, I know you've talked about Blackpoint Cyber in the past and when you podcast, again, another great company, but, 
Um, yeah, so we will talk about some of the maybe some of the benefits around, but we won't yeah, necessarily sure. talk about the product. Yeah. And so yeah, we so we created that, and we said okay, and we also you know we understood that if we solve these problems, we know that that's a certain value to our clients, and we also know that as long as we're solving those problems, they don't necessarily mind paying for it, right? So mm -hmm. so we kind of looked and said okay, well this is the level of revenue we wanted to try to achieve out of our new model because we wanted to make sure that um, we could grow and it'd be sustainable and, and whatnot. So we kind of set our own revenue targets. And I think one of the things I, I will say about this is, again, as an industry, we undervalue ourselves. We, mm. we don't value ourselves enough and we don't value what we bring to the table. And so mm. I think it's really important uh, to be, I wouldn't say excessive, but, I, uh, but I'd say, you know, be, be be confident in your pricing. Like, no, it, when you do when you go through this process and you do interviews and you understand what you're actually bringing to the table, you can be far more confident with what you're actually ultimately you know pricing because you can yeah. say, well, we know we're solving legitimate problems they have in the business right now. It's packaged around that, so we're going to be that's that's exactly how it's going to be resolved. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, we can go to the the um the, the client saying, look, this is what we're going to do. And so for us, it was. Okay, so you've, we've got these different um, these different types of packages, and uh, we have a per seat um, you know price for those. The way we calculate it, and it doesn't matter how you calculate per seat, per device, whatever. It doesn't matter as long as you're solving the problems, as long mm -hmm. as it's centered around value. It really doesn't matter. You can price it per unicorn. It it matters not <laughs> as long as as long as the value is there and you and you've got the the right amount at the end of it. It's yep. for, you, for yourself. It's fine. Yeah. You know, so um, I think we. We obsess over that stuff way too much. Yeah. Um, so, and then we just basically, then we went through a branding process. So we, we actually created for this model, we created a separate brand specifically for it. And nice. the reason for that is we wanted to differentiate it. We wanted to say, Hey, look, this is something new. It's a new approach. It's not the same old stuff that, you know, people do that have done the past or what we have done in the past. It's something legitimately new and something that's going to solve your problems in your industry very specifically, because we asked you exactly what you wanted. And now we're offering, we now have packaged it in a way it's exactly what you asked for. And now yep. we're selling it to you at the price that, that we, you know, want to sell it to you at. And, you know, at that point it actually, you know, even though I was quite nervous about it, because it was a very big change for us. Mm -hmm. Um, but but people just we, you know, we'd have the meetings and it'd be like, yep, that's fine. They'd sign it the next day. And it was it was seamless. And I was yeah. I was somewhat shocked to some extent um of how simple it was. Mm -hmm. uh, I, again, I I think we sometimes overthink that a little bit. But um, yeah, and it worked really well. Worked out really well for us. So in, in the end, so again, I think we're about ten or eleven months in now, and we've doubled our recurring revenue. Nice. Um, so it's been a major success for us in that regard. Yeah. So that's been fantastic. That's incredible. And, um, yeah, I I just again I wanted to share that story because I I feel as though again we we just we obsess about products and and you know about the the technical nitty gritty of it, but I, it's not really about that at all. It's just about Really, if you get into the the guts of what's going on with your clients, what you know beyond just everything, uh, ask every question you possibly can, understand the business, and then actually do your whole packaging around solving those problems rather than around you know again firewalls or you know backup or whatever. Yep. Uh, you can you can get really good results, and yep. it's legitimately it's more beneficial for the clients as well, and the clients also better understand what they're actually getting rather yeah. than get a, a monthly bill and go, I've got this and I've got this firewall and I've got this backup and I've got that. You go, Oh, actually knows, um, you know, John has spent five hours this month fixing up something um, in accounts that now actually saves them two hours a week. And yep. so it's, it's framed in a different way and mm -hmm. they can see that they can actually see the value and it's consistent with what they're actually trying to achieve in their business. So, 
it's it's a much um it's a much better approach it's it's more profitable uh, and it's focused on the things that are relevant to the client. So really, it's just about when we're talking about value packaging, that's how we achieve it. Yep. That is so, it's just so spot on. And it's, this can go in so many directions because it's a, it, what you did with these thought pot patterns is added a ton of recurring revenue and value to your current clients. Huge, massive. Mm-hmm. Taking that same exact approach in your marketing campaigns, same results taking that same exact approach to your QBRs, same results. I just did a sales meeting. So it's the the thought, the framework you're putting out, the thought pattern you're putting out is perfect. It's the exact way to think. I just went to a sales meeting where they were talking to a ton of MSPs, which happens all the time in our area now. Like it used to be like when we came to a sales meeting, it was a referral, right? Back in the day. And it's like, okay, I closed it. Everyone thinks they're amazing salespeople when all you're getting is referrals, right? But now that we're marketing, we're getting a lot of leads. It's I'm almost always talking to like three to five other, you know, with three to five other MSPs. Had this great conversation. You know, most of the time I'm listening to them always in sales meetings, right? I'm, 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 I, the way I do sales meetings is I pretend I'm the consultant. I pretend I work for the company or they're paying me a lot of money to consult on what their current challenges are and how I can help. And so I'm listening to all this and, and I, not once did I mention a firewall. Not, I didn't even mention cybersecurity once, not one time in the meeting, but other times I talk about it a lot, right? And I'll talk about data loss prevention. I, people love that, especially if they have a cybersecurity concern. It's like, well, what happens if someone, you know, emails this out right now? They, it's just going to go outside your organization. Data loss prevention will stop that. They get that. They like love it, right? And I'm like, right now you guys are in a SharePoint environment. Anybody can log on to SharePoint on any device anywhere in the world. Right now, that's how it is. Does that scare you at all? Right? Like if they cared about cybersecurity, it's like if you really care, that should worry you. And it does. And it's like, cool, well, mm. we can just set up in tune. And if they're not in tune, they can't get to the SharePoint site. Like there's things like that that people get, right? And and so listening to their true challenges in the sales meeting and understanding how does that impact their their business will tell you what to talk about. So at the end of the meeting, after a great conversation and laying out wonderful challenges, and I provide great recommendations on, on how we can help just on the challenges that they're talking about and how that's going to impact their business. At the end, they go, you know, you guys didn't talk, you didn't talk about VoIP once. And I was like, I was confused. I was like, what do you mean? Like, why, <laughs> why, why would I, what, what, do, what does that mean? Like, do you need a new phone system? They say, no, we don't need a new phone system. So I'm like, then why would I talk about VoIP? And they said, because every MSP that's come in before you is pushing VoIP so hard. And I was like, wow. So some other, they're all sitting there. VoIP is not even a pain point. It's not a challenge. It's not one thing they're talking about. And every single MSP before I came in was talking about replacing their VoIP system, which isn't even a core offer of MSPs. I'm like, why are you, I don't know what, Vin, I don't know what like <laughs> conference they went to that now they're selling VoIP all the time. It was confusing to me. And and she said, I noticed you're not just scaring us on cybersecurity stuff. I'm like, well, you didn't talk about cybersecurity. We're going to secure you either way. We're going to secure you either way. Our, our our stuff comes with cybersecurity, but that's not a pain point of view. We're gonna, we make sure all our clients are secure. And, and there's no doubt we're going to close that deal, right? It's just like... It's, it's really, yeah, I was going to say, it's a very interesting thing, right? Because I, I think the best thing you can do with any, any prospect is to just to shut up and listen, right? Like if, yeah. if they'll, t- if you're patient, they'll tell you how to sell to them. Like yes. you just, you don't, you don't actually need to, 
you know, and again, everyone comes pre-prepared with, oh, I've got this presentation and this is how I'm going to sell them or this is how I'm going to do it. You shouldn't, you should, you've got to be, and I guess maybe it comes with experience, but you've got to be dynamic, right? You've got yeah. to sit down and listen because they've come to you for a reason, obviously, right? Yeah. So they're not, they're not looking, they're not just, you know, obviously something's happened either, you know, there's been a, a major incident or they're not happy with their current MSP. There's been some kind of you know ransomware attack, or there's something going on that the their current MSP can't solve. So all all you have to do is like you you've just got to listen because they're going to tell you what um, how to sell to them. And yep. so as you said, it's just about carefully listening and understanding what's what's going on. And and as you said, later down the track, I mean you know well cybersecurity again if it's not a pain point, it's it's fine. Like we're still going to as you said we're still going to solve that in yep. terms of of VoIP and stuff like that. I guess you know MSPs are going for that for the recurring revenue, but and that's fine. And and we. And we we offer VoIP services, and um, but we don't actively go out there. We, you know, talk to a new client, as you said, unless it's something that they've got a pain point about. We're not going to actively yeah. chase it. If they're happy yeah. with the phone system, that's fine. Well, and here's a wonderful example: we got a really big client recently, and their only pain point was their phones. That was their only pain point. And so that's what I talked about for two minis. They liked me so much that we're taking over everything. We're we're installing the phone system, and we got managed services. And so it's like you know, yeah, be dynamic. Um, so with all of this, the value-based selling, the way you approached, I love the way you approach and I love how, because you approached it that way and you put the time in and effort in, you knew you could add what tens of thousands of dollars in MRR. Yeah. Virtually so, so, uh, overnight. I mean, that's, yeah. So yeah, we, we ultimately, so as we're about 10 months in and we've, again, I, I haven't worked out the exact numbers, but it's, it's essentially we've, we've doubled it. So it's gone for the annual so for us, I think we were on a, we had about, we started at about 35, 40K a month. We've gone to about 80K nice. a month Australian, so recurring revenue. So that uh, over the, obviously over the course of a year, that's getting close to half a mil or something. So yeah. or 400,000. So, uh, you know, that's, that's quite a significant um, addition, right? And that's just the existing clients. That's not, that's not um, including uh, new clients. So yeah. Um, but the, the great thing I love about the new model as well is it does uh, pre-qualify um, clients as well to some extent because if, you know, we want to get more of the types of clients that we have, they're really good clients, they, you know, they we look after and we have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when we go to a new prospect, you know, ultimately, um, you know, we've got a, a model there which is uh, more targeted towards specifically what the challenges are in those industries. So yep. uh, I, I feel like that is is very helpful for us. Uh, and, um, again, like we have, a, we have very different conversations with people than if it's just like, okay, this is my, my gold package, this is my silver package and here's my pricing or whatever. It yep. just, you know, it, it's not really, again, like I feel like it starts from the wrong place. I really feel, as you mm. said, like it just should be around, well, let's just listen, let's figure out what's going on first. Uh, and you know, again, like also with just going back to the way we've done our packaging, um, you know, sometimes we might go, okay, well, that's fine. You don't actually need as much support, but maybe cybersecurity is really important to you. So let's, yep. so we're going to focus a bit more on that and yep. we'll just do some ad hoc support or it might be a co-managed type support thing. So, you know, we, again, it's, it's based purely around their needs and we're not going to recommend something unless they clearly don't have a need for it. And uh, yeah, it's that value-based um, packaging, which again, it's, uh, I think, you know, it's a very simple thing to do. It is a, it is a bit bold. It's a little bit different. Like you've got to, you got to be prepared to sort of not just, you know, go through the forums and go, oh, I've seen this model and people do it this way, so I'm just going to do it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to legitimately, you know, listen to your clients and mm-hmm. and really understand what's going on because 
you know, it's such a it's such an important um, trait, right? Listening in marketing, like it's the most yeah. important thing you can do. So, um, listening, really understanding the problems, and then um, you know, going about and and pack, you know, framing everything around that, you know. So, yep. yeah, from from your marketing, from your packaging, from your social media, the whole yep. whole nine yards, right? Frame everything from A to B around whatever those problems are. So, yep. yeah, one of the one of a primary problem we hear all the time was people need to training. Like, let's say they move to SharePoint. Yeah, our, our team's amazing at setting them up on SharePoint, right? They do it great. There's a whole huge checklist on how to do it, conditional access, Intune, Azure AD, all this technical stuff, gets them all set up. Perfect, awesome. The end user, what do they know? They just know their file, the Q drive isn't there anymore, and they see other stuff, and they, you know, it's intuitive, they can do it. But the challenge was, well, I want this integrated into my departments. I want you guys to teach us and train us how this stuff works. And it's like most MSPs are not doing that. They're doing the project and they're not doing a lot of training. Training comes in the form of you call help desk. Help desk will show you, you know, how it works and, yeah. and that's your training you get. But when you yeah. get that hands-on approach we, where we, we go in and we will do in-person training, which is way different than what MSPs do. But if I'm talking to a prospect, no other MSPs offering that, I'll offer that all day. I'll go do it myself. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's just a value add. And so then we started the whole webinar series, which has gotten us tons of leads, you know, and 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 quite a few closed business. And that's not even why we do it. We don't even do that mm -hmm. for leads. We do that for the nurturing, right? The people that's that have been in our email campaign, our current clients, because it's we know that's a pain point. We know they mm -hmm. want training on stuff they use every day. They don't really as much, sorry everybody. They don't want training on cyber. They don't want cybersecurity awareness training. We yeah, do they it. Don't. We they don't. We <laughs> they, do they, they, they require it sometimes, yeah. but they don't. But they don't. They don't really want to do it. Yeah, they don't want it. We do it. We almost all of our clients have it, and they they do this. They do the training and stuff. They don't. They don't want that. They want training on what they do every day. Mm. Um, and and it's and it's exactly what you're saying. The days of supporting technology are over. Yeah. The days of an MSP saying we support your technology and, th and that's what we do. We respond to your help desk dish tickets when they break, when your stuff breaks. Nope, that ain't going to cut it. I mean, it's going to cut it if you want to charge 30 bucks an hour. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> you get clients all day, yeah. right? But then you can't keep the lights on. Right? Mm. If you want, if we want to charge the 150 bucks a user, whatever it is that you, that, you know, people are charging, mm. like you got to bring the value. Um, and that's, that's exactly how you do it is really understanding it. So that's, man, Ben, this has been super helpful. I do have more questions for you if you got a little more time. Yeah. Far away. Let's go. Yeah. And anything else you wanted to kind of, uh, I mean, I mean, that, look, no, look, I, I, I fully agree. Right. Like it is, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, that little bit extra time with the, you know, cause it, one of the things like we, we are as an industry, we're really good at implementing technology. Go, oh, that's mm. a new fancy thing. Let's, let's put this in place. Mm -hmm. But then, uh, you know, it's, you know, ultimately the, the, um, the staff or the clients will only ultimately use like, you know, 15, 20% of the program. And the, and the, the other 80%, you know, just sitting there, you know, and it, but it's, it makes such a difference to the, to the business. And that's where, yeah. again, like that's one of the things that came out of our thing and where we've got the, now dedicated resource each month, just to focus in on some of that stuff there. Cause that's yeah. where they're going to get those benefits where they've got those staff shortages and where they, they need to try yeah. to help to actually maximize what they're currently doing. And, and we've yeah. had really positive feedback from that. So yeah. it's, it's bang on. I fully agree. Here's a great example of what not to do. I'm about to tell this, this made me cringe. We bought a new tool, great tool for us, wonderful tool for us, for our, for, uh, for our MSB. And it's like, well, how do we monetize this? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, well, how do we like communicate this to clients and, and sell them on this? I'm like, that's not something you sell to clients. 
<laughs> what yeah. it, it was like network monitoring or network documentation. You know, it was like some really technical. I'm like, there's, I'm like, I'm not going to create a marketing campaign or a communication plan around that. What you do there is you add it into your base price. You, you just have That's to right. factor that in and you don't mention mm -hmm. it once in the sales meeting ever, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Unless it was something that they're interested in. So it's, you know, the, 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 the only pain point that that type of stuff really gets to is that certainly when we've come into new clients and the site's been poorly documented, making sure you've got that business continuity and documentation, mm -hmm. I think, is really important. So you could, yeah, I, that's the only way, way you would say, like frame that and say, hey, look, we've got better ways to keep your site, you know, um, secure in the continuity side of it. Yeah. But I mean, but, but, but they don't really care about it beyond that, as you said. Like, that's the only thing I could see that's relevant to the actual. Um, to the client itself. Outside so, of that, as you said, it's a tool for us. So spot on. Yeah. And co-managers conversations are great. And go, I go on that type mm -hmm. of stuff all the time. Yeah. So, so I mentioned, you know, I saw your, you know, some of the notes before we jumped on the call, which I really appreciate this I really framed it well. Yeah. So you mentioned having just moved on from your last sales executive. So I did kind of want to hear a little more about that. What, what, what happened there? Cause I yeah, know this is something MSP struggle with, right? <laughs> Tom said, <laughs> you know, Tom hired me as a marketing intern. He's in, you know, we were talking recently. He's like, you know, I've, I've never had a salesperson work out, you know, work out except you. And I'm like, what's funny is I wasn't a sales guy. I'm not the sales guy. You know, I guess I am now, you know, I have been over the years, but I'm, I wasn't even the sales guy. So it's a, it's a thing people struggle with all the time. So can you tell me that story a little bit? That's a, that's a really little, um, you know, good little golden nugget in there because I, I think, you know, and I, I've, I've read many of the horror stories of people hiring salespeople and, and, uh, you know, in the MSP business. And, you know, I, I think it's, look, I've, there are different ways to approach obviously sales. And, and the, the, the problem is that with sales in general is that, you know, if you hire someone who's uh, like a dedicated salesperson, you know, they want sales, like they want to, you know, they'll, they'll find whatever they can find out there. They'll cold call, they'll go hit the streets and, that, and they'll get that sale. They want, they want to get the sale. They want to get the commission. They want to move on to, you know, to the next you know, prospect and, and, and away they go. Mm. The, the, the problem is that in our industry, the buy cycle can be a very long period of time. Mm. Uh, so it, it's not, it doesn't necessarily, that the typical structure of the way you do sales doesn't necessarily align well with the buy cycle and the way that MSPs work. So I, I guess my, you know, again, so we, we had that process, there was this COVID, some sales were a little bit slow and, you know, in the end was a mutual agreement. Look, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. And, and what we did, um, again, so, uh, we basically, we had that big internal focus I've spoken about. We said, well, look, how about we make sure we get our house in order? Let's get, make sure our internal stuff is, is sorted. And we, and one of the big things that came out of the whole discussion was about the, you know, communication, better clearly explain the value of what we're doing and those things so that really tends to marketing more so than sales. So, mm -hmm. We had a we changed our focus to say okay it's let's have a more of a long term focus, let's have it so that we have a bigger emphasis on marketing, less of an emphasis on sales. Good, um, because again we're about that that long term focus there, and let's also really go back and talk to our existing clients. We've got these really good good clients there that we're not. In, I mean we are engaging with, but we're not really engaging with in, in the level that I think we could engage with, and so it was really it was a philosophical change in approach. Uh, that we sort of said, well, look, you know, rather than this, because the other thing as well is like, we want to make sure that, um, you know, we have really good sustainable clients and clients that we enjoy working with as well. I don't want to have my, my, my poor techs, you know, get the help, de the help desk. Oh, it's, you know, it's Jane again. And, mm. and you know, we don't, we don't, don't, you know, she's really abusive. I don't like dealing with her. And, the, you know, 
we want to make sure they're a good fit. So, you know, if, if we're going to do this, let's change our, our process so it's it's more long term. It's more about let's get the, the right clients that fit, mm-hmm. uh, and and actually have it more as sort of again as you've talked about education processes, webinars, genuinely just bringing some value and and bringing the right clients in over time rather than just go yeah. all right we've got this quarterly target we're going to try and close this many leads. For better or worse, and, and however it works out, however it works out. So, yeah. and this all ties back into the whole pricing strategy, right? Because if you, again, if you're um, fostering the right type of clients, again, it's going to better align with your own model. And again, the whole pr- the pricing thing—it's not pricing is not going to be a discussion if you're going through a, a, a better, a better, more sustainable process, is what I would mm. say. So, yeah. And, and, and I've seen so many horror stories of, of guys that have gone out. Um, the worst thing you can do is is pure commission. Um, people who do that are just nuts. That's crazy. But, yeah, no. um, but uh, you know, even the 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 you know joint commission, joint sort of um, you know salary model. I don't know. I'm I'm still not convinced on it. I I don't really think of you know again the whole long buy cycle and the way it all works. I just don't think it incentivizes them the right way. So my my personal view these days is that you know we want to have a larger focus on marketing and just know that hey, it might take twelve months to to get this person. Um, Across the line, that's fine. And if if the if maybe we get a, a few less leads because we're not you know constantly you know going after anyone, everyone, that's totally okay. Because if we're doing it in the right way, we're targeting our verticals, we've got the right messages, the type of clients we're going to get through are those correct high value clients that we're after. Yep. We're going to have yep. better relationships. It's going to be um, more productive in our business because we're going to be looking after the same types of clients that we're currently looking after. So it's just it's a it's a better, more profitable, more sustainable um, business model is is my opinion. So love it. And now I've got a few more minutes. So so you are you know speaking of marketing, you know I guess I should tell listeners Ben is an MSP Camp member. I love that he's putting an emphasis on yep, marketing. Yep, yep. That's, sign you know, up, that's, sign that's up. what that's I want to hear. Great, you get great, great, great way for money, guys. Sign up, <laughs> sign up today. <laughs> There's some social proof for the listeners. Uh, <laughs> Got to make sure your area is locked open, though, everybody. Uh, yeah. That's you know, that's something we do. Um, so, and you mentioned you have more marketing people now, which is mm. definitely the route we went. I always say, like, yeah. I would rather have someone here than pay an agency, right? Because I've tried both. Having someone in, in-house, in whether it's part-time or full-time, fortunately, I have a full-time and a part-time. It's incredible. It's making my life really easy. Um and it, I, I always say people, people is what you want with marketing, right? It's, it's not about the latest tools, although we have the tools. It's not, it's about the, 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 the consistency, right? And consistency mm-hmm. is usually comes from a good person. Um, and of course, good content. So how are you guys using MSP camp? Um, how are you using your internal staff to do the marketing? How's That's that going? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a really good question. So, uh, you know, MSP camps are what, and what you guys have, have done in terms of the, the content and the structure and really just. Because for me, um, I've I've always understood I've had pretty good marketing concepts. I've understood marketing fairly well, but then it's been about okay, how do I bring someone on that maybe is not familiar with the MSP industry? Maybe they don't really understand um, how some of these you know how some of the nuances work and when what these things are and whatever. So um, I've actually been leveraging MSP Camp as a great onboarding tool um, to bring oh, cool. in. You know, so, so when we when we brought our marketing person, I said, "Look, listen to the podcast. Nice. Look at, um, <laughs> look, <Yes. laughs> check out your you know your, your guide to marketing there, and like these are the types of things that, that that people are doing, and how and the basics of how some of this stuff works to get people to help my uh, marketers get a feel for for like the industry and for and what are the types of things we should be doing and how we should approach it, and so it's not just 
me trying to constantly me trying to explain like okay this is kind of the way i see it it's like have it as an onboarding process and that's been really helpful as well and then we have leveraged some of the content obviously you know chrome's um, eating up the ram like everyone loves that like the you know the chrome <laughs> monster like you know stuff like that you know really cool concepts and i you know give you a lot of kudos for that that's, that's some fantastic stuff so thank you um, we have a follow-up coming next where edge <laughs> saves the day but anyway <laughs> steven just sent that yeah. to me yesterday i was like bro this is epic <laughs> Oh, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's really cool. So, yeah, so that's what, so we use it as onboarding and then the other, and as I said, to get and listen to podcasts, to get the ideas flowing and stuff, you know, almost like an external peer group in some ways. Nice. Uh, but, but um, yeah, and then, yeah, certainly we, we still do like, like a lot of our, um, you know, as you said, like, I guess a lot of, a lot of the, the marketing stuff, it's, it's all about the basics. Mm -hmm. um, and so understanding, you know, oh, we need more Google reviews. Everyone knows that, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, okay, we've got to focus on, you know, basically a little bit of specialization, maybe focus on specific industries and verticals, or, mm -hmm. you know, we want to, you know, again, you know, the communication, how we go about that, whether that, you know, be through our outbound mail campaigns or direct mail or whatever. Um, I, I think as one of the things that MSP cam does really well, and here's your little testimonial is that <laughs> a lot of people know pieces of marketing, but they don't really understand the strategy behind it. So when you guys put up something, you have a campaign, it's like, Oh, there's direct mail, there's social media, there's, there's structure to it. There's logic to it. So it's a, it's a great thing for MSPs to actually understand, oh, it's not just a matter of, oh, I'll post something on social media, some Google AdWords or something. It's like, no, we're actually, okay, here's our pain points. Here's what we've been talking to the clients about. And here's how we're going to communicate that ac across, you know, a very, very different platforms and the overall strategy. And I, and I think that's kind of the next step for a lot of MSPs in maturing their marketing. It's it's not just about, oh, I'm going to do Google AdWords. I'm going to do like a, again, we're getting stuck in our mentality for our pricing where we're going about firewalls and and things mm. like that. And we're actually, we're doing the same thing in marketing. We're going, oh, well, I'm going to do a Google AdWords <laughs> and I'm going to do a, um, I'll do a social media post. No, it's yeah. not that. It's it's the the stuff underneath it. It's the, you know, it's the like, why do you do those things? Yeah. And have a, you know, so I, I think that's really the value that, that MSP camp brings. I think it, it gives people a better understanding of, of the overall marketing strategy and what that should be for an MSP. And I, I think that's fantastic. So um, Dude, yeah, give you guys a lot of kudos. For that. I was not expecting that, but I'll, I'll pay you that commission we talked about <laughs> before the call. No, but dude, I really, that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, but I've always just... wanted to go, I've always wanted to go to Disney world. So I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll take the, take the kids and uh... <laughs> come on, you can stay with us 45 minutes down the road, fly to America. Come on, <laughs> man! Oh, I great. really appreciate, really appreciate that. I was, I was, did not expect that. So that's awesome. I really appreciate that, and I really appreciate you jumping on and really. I mean, that was super helpful, and I think it really gave tangible advice on on how to do value based. Because yeah, everyone talks about value based, but the specific examples you gave, the specific results you have, you know, it's just it's awesome, man. And and I I'm so glad that you you know. We we did this and 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 I just I don't know man I just really really appreciate it I think this has been a lot of value I'm excited to have you on maybe we can have a follow up next year and yeah, see how sure. see how things are going Yeah no um, we've got some really cool ideas planned um, for the future as well so I'm I'm sure a little twelve month reporting I think will be really quite exciting so Nice perfect I'm putting it on my calendar <laughs> Okay done I'll lock it in now. <laughs> <laughs> Live, live from Florida. Yes, and from Disney. From Disney. From Disney. With the kids. You got your sounds kids. Great. I got my kids. We're going to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, we'll bring, we'll bring them over. That sounds great. Talon will end up having an Aussie accent, you know, all of the next week because he's going to be jealous. But 
Oh, All right, great. man. Well, I know you got to run. I I, I yeah. really, really appreciate it. And uh, to the listeners, I hope you guys uh, got value out of that. The cool thing is Ben is on the MSP camp, um, a Facebook group too. So, you know, if you have any questions about this specifically, he's super engaged and on there. So he might, you know, if you have any questions from the podcast or anything for Ben, he's on there. Um, you know, obviously I'm on there. So, and anyone that's not an MSP camp member, hopefully you got value out of this episode. Um, hope to see you around someday. And thank you all so much. Ben, appreciate it again, man. Oh, fantastic. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm just glad, just glad to have to do it, offer some value, right? So I think, you know, as I said, we all got to support each other. And and ultimately, it it will, um, as I said, that whole rising tide thing, right? If we all, yeah. you know, with the work you guys are doing and with all the other guests you've had and all the feedback, I think it's it's going to make the whole industry better. We're, you know, we're all going to be more successful and more sustainable as a result. So thanks again. 100%. Awesome. To, to all the listeners. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next one.